Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. Again, I'm not anti-McCarthy. But explain to me how you drain the swamp. How do you drain the swamp? By only ever pulling leadership from the swamp. And in a nice back and forth this morning uh, with a fellow conservative over this issue of Byron Donalds. And people are basically saying, look, the guy has no experience. Okay. Well, tell me how you voted in 2016 and tell me how you voted in 2008 and 2012. Because in 2008, we elected a man to become president of the United States who had not even completed one term in the United States Senate and became president of the United States. Now, to the Democrats that listen to this program, if you believe in the Pez dispenser, if you believe in the latter, look at all the people that Barack Obama leapfrogged to become president of the United States, most notably Hillary Clinton. It was her turn, right? She had done, she had checked all the boxes. She was the loyal first lady of Arkansas, She was the loyal first lady of the United States. She was the loyal junior senator from the state of New York. Not a carpetbagger, of course. But it was her turn. It was time to break the glass ceiling. Now, nobody said it was sexist for Obama to run against her. But they did say it was racist to not support him. You were not allowed to say in 2008. I don't know. Is there anyone, maybe you could post on on social media. Is there anyone not old enough to remember this listening to the program? Maybe you're new to this stuff. You're in your early 20s. You were kind of a kid in 08. Any concerns that you had about Barack Obama's policies? We were told that if you were concerned about Barack Obama's policies, that was just a mask for your racism. You weren't allowed to disagree with Barack Obama lest you be called a racist. But he leapfrogged everybody in the Democrat Party. If you remember, and I did not pull the file, I don't even know where it is now, it's so old. I used to be fond of reading the quotes from people like Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton was not an early adopter of Barack Obama. I think his quote was, there's a lot of sizzle and no meat. Something to uh, to that effect. But once he became the president, of course, you know, everybody lined up. The Ducks got, got in line. But he had no real experience. Well, Andrew, he was a constitutional law professor. No, he was an adjunct professor. But he went to Harvard. And Joe Biden didn't go to Harvard. Right? Joe Biden didn't go to Harvard. Joe Biden finished dead last in his law school class at Syracuse University. And he lied repeatedly about his academic background. But that being said, we have a perception problem here. And I haven't done this in a long, long time. Long, long time. The two-way guide to media perception. If you are a Democrat with not a lot of experience, how is Barack Obama framed? Barack Obama was framed as the new perspective, the new generation, the new blood, if you will. 
that Barack Obama brought something brand new and would only be four years separated before the Democrat Party reverted to Joe Biden saying he's got experience. We got to give him that. We, we got to make him president. He's got all the experience. So which is it? Well, if you're a Democrat, there's a four way. Four square you can make here if you would. If you are a Democrat with very little experience, you're considered fresh. You have a fresh perspective. You represent the future. Right? If you have no experience. If you have a ton of experience. If you've been in Washington forever. You have the wisdom of the ages. Now, if you're a Republican and you don't have a lot of time in, you're just unexperienced. What does this Byron Donalds guy have to offer? What does he have to offer? He's only been there a couple of years. He's not a fresh perspective. He's not the new blood. He's not the future. It's not progress. Even if he would be the first black speaker of the House, and we'll get to that in just a second, he just has no experience. But if you're a Republican who has a lot of time in, as Kevin McCarthy does, you're part of the problem. See how that works? Joe Biden has experience. Longstanding Republicans are part of the problem. Byron Donalds is unexperienced. Barack Obama was a fresh perspective. Now, if you're going to say to me, but Andrew, Kevin McCarthy has put his time in. He's earned this. Well, then how did you vote in 2016? Did you say Jeb Bush was actually a pretty good governor in Florida? And the Bush family, they have a lot of experience. We should select Jeb. Actually, no. There was an outward rejection of Jeb Bush. And we went with the guy who had no experience. He did a pretty damn good job, I'll say. So when it comes to Byron Donalds only being there two years, you know what? I will say this. I really like all of the things he stands for. I really, really like it. He's got a lot to offer. Now, maybe he won't be Speaker of the House now. Maybe he's a very young man. He's only 44. He's got a lot of time. So do a lot of these other young members. John James is speaking right now. He's another one. He is starting his first term. He is starting his first path. He ran for Senate. He didn't get it. Came back, ran for the House, got it. But don't give me this line that Byron Donalds doesn't have the experience to be the speaker when we were told that Barack Obama brought something fresh to the table. Now, on this issue, of Byron Donald's race, which I am not at all concerned with. Conservatives don't get into this whole uh, quota thing where you have to have one of these and two of those and three of these over there and you, you've got to have, there's always got to be a first. But notice the media is not very interested in his backstory, whether or not he'd be the first black speaker. It's the same thing we see with Hispanic conservatives versus, let's say, the AOCs. Oh, they carried AOC around on their shoulders. This, uh, was it Delia, Dania, whatever her name is, 
uh, from from Illinois, the one with the illegal immigrant uh, husband. Oh my God, she just represents. She's the future of the Democrat Party. Delia Ramirez. The fact that Monica De La Cruz won her race, Ana Paulina Luna run won her race. That doesn't matter. Doesn't matter that Myra Flores had flipped a district. Yes, it flipped back. She'll be back. Don't worry. The screaming and yelling. Diversity. We got to have diversity in leadership. Diversity in leadership. Byron Donalds apparently doesn't represent diversity in leadership. Why? Because he's a conservative Republican. Where's the Congressional Black Caucus? Where is the Congressional Black Caucus? Oh, they don't agree with them. So it's okay for Democrats to say that he has no experience and quite frankly, they just don't agree with his policies. His race having nothing to do with it. But as a middle-aged, I'm a 50-year-old standard-issue white guy, if I have any policy concerns with any air fingers quote B-I-P-O-C, then I must be a racist. If there was a call to black voters, specifically, this is your opportunity to see the first black president. First black president. Can you imagine that? There was a undertone, vote for Barack Obama because he's black. Now, he's only half black. His mother was white. Byron Donalds is all black. There is no call from the Congressional Black Caucus to say, in our lifetime, there should be a black speaker. Now, they'll say that's Hakeem Jeffries, but Hakeem Jeffries is not going to be the speaker. Not now. And the way the winds are blowing, probably not in the next Congress either, in the 119th. Now, right now, John James is endorsing Kevin McCarthy. But on these issues, and look, Byron Donalds at most will get 20 votes today. So he's not likely to be Speaker of the House. But the debate points as to why he shouldn't be are all fraudulent in my mind. Don't tell me it's a lack of experience. There are plenty of people that we can point to that had a lack of experience. Don't tell me, don't tell me you want to drain the swamp if you keep pulling swamp creatures out of the muck to become leaders. And the same people that are telling you shut up and support McCarthy were the same people telling you to shut up and support McConnell. How are they different? How are they different? Now, again, I'm not anti-McCarthy. The concerns of Donalds and Gates and Boebert and Biggs and others are all valid. They are all valid. But what we're also seeing now, as there's this talk of a coalition government, that so-called conservatives would rather form a governing coalition with the leftist Democrats than the conservatives in their own party. That is quite frankly shocking. Don't tell me I'm the outlier. And now, one last point. I'm going to pick this up and I'll get calls. But Andrew, these 20 are holdouts. They're holdouts. They're holding up the process. Excuse me. From 2018 forward, who was holding out on the conservative agenda? It was Ryan. 
It was McConnell. It was the establishment. Whenever a conservative agenda item gets held up, it's held up by the establishment. So don't tell me, don't give me a lecture about these people holding up McCarthy when these establishment Republicans have held up every conservative agenda item that's come down the pike. Where's the border wall? Where's Obamacare? Where are the spending cuts? What are we doing about the migrants? Why do we have these endless packages for Ukraine? Why? Because these so-called Republicans keep supporting or upholding these things. Wintick 695 Patriot 9572874. We are right, they are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken, Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125. <laughs>